0: Or you can find us at our website, madorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 17, I want to direct you to a story that you may have been familiar with, or maybe not, but... Hopefully, by the time you leave today, you come to understand who Elijah was. The Bible said in verse number 1 of 1 Kings 17, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. I want to talk to you this morning about this thought, purpose has a place. Say that with me, purpose has a place. Heavenly Father, we love you today, we thank you for your word, Lord Jesus and God. We are not worthy, Lord Jesus, of even your presence or your word, but Lord, you've given it to us, and we're so thankful today. Will you help me today, Lord Jesus, to to speak some words that will help somebody on this journey of life. To grow closer to you today, we're going to give you the praise for it all in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. amen. God bless you. Be seated. Years ago, when... Brother Nate Whitley was traveling out of our church as an evangelist based out of MPC. He called me one day and, I, you know, I, I, I would receive several calls from him as he's on his journey and he told me, he said, that he needed to go to a post office. I believe he was in Pennsylvania and so he typed in the address into his GPS, whether it was a TomTom or... Garmin, it was not iPhone because, you know, that's the old day. Tom, Tom, and Garmin. Google it, young person. And so he typed in post office of wherever he was and typed in the location. And the GPS voice began to instruct him turn by turn. So far ahead, turn left. So far ahead, turn right. Whatever the case may have been. And then there was one that said, turn right, and he was to turn right, and the voice said, you have arrived. You have arrived. And he called me from that point where he said, I I have arrived. And he said, I'm in the middle of a cow pasture. The GPS said this is the place, but it wasn't the place. I want to tell you, places matter. Location matters. If you've ever been sent to one place and just had north messed up with south and realized you're in the long, wrong location. Our truckers that travel the roads here, and, and, and you guys are amazing, and, and Brother Bobby's on the road right now. We, we pray... You know, how they read the maps and know the map, it's important to know location, because location matters. But when it comes to purpose, we also find in Scripture a principle that purpose and place have a connection. How many believe that God's got a purpose for your life? I hope you do. I hope you know that. Proverbs 19 and 21 says, There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. The counsel of the Lord that shall stand. The NIV reads, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Many are the plans. we got plans, and we plan our life out to but 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 inevitably our life takes detours and our life goes down roads that we never expected or never dreamed of. Amen. But I will tell you today that we are not designed to wander aimlessly without meaning and focus. We are designed for purpose. We are designed for divine purpose. When you look at the, the pop culture and the religious culture... And the pseudo spiritual mindset of today, you will find that that people are looking for purpose, but their purpose leads them to aimless living. Aimless living is the br- blueprint for life that society is attempting to follow. So what happens is that they get into one situation that's that that's got to be fixed by another situation. They get into one trouble and they got to fix it with. Something else because they don't want to necessarily go through the hardship of realizing that sometimes purpose and place collide together, and you hear the words, You are here, but you're not there. The vast majority of the self help books today will have a plan. But you can find as many plans as you find self-help books. You will find that the the books are are filled and the discussions are filled and the YouTube videos are filled with feeling better about yourself and feeling good about where you are, feeling good about your purpose. Amen. But we find that man has many plans, many plans. But the purpose of God shall prevail. Purpose is more important than your plan. God's purpose is more important than your plan. God's purpose is more powerful than your plan. Amen. And we will find that, that that the Lord said that His purpose, His counsel, the reason for which something exists or something is done or something is intended, that's what the word means. God's purpose, it will prevail. God's purpose becomes a superior It becomes the most important thing in our life. I will tell you today, you can set goals all you want, plan all you want, but find the purpose of God for your life. It is the Lord's purpose that will stand. It is His intent that will stand. It is His aim that is more important. It is His goal for our life that should be superior in our thoughts. Amen. Amen. While humans can brainstorm and while we can look at options and we can look at ideas, is it the purpose of God in our life? Too often we have blurred vision because our plans and God's purpose are not on the same plane. It's not about my plans if it collides with God's purpose. It's not about co- cultivating a vision for my life Just because I want to have a moniker of success or because I want to reach a certain status. It's about doing His will as a man, as a father, as a husband, and a grandfather, as a pastor, as a minister of the gospel. Amen. I believe today that it's so important that we pursue the purpose of God. You know what purpose is? It speaks to original intent. Original design. God created us. I think I said this the other day that, that 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 somebody created a toaster and somebody else will figure out they can use it to dry their hair. And I had several of y'all that asked me, said, How's that gonna be? Exactly, because that's not what it's designed for. You were designed by God. If you believe that he is the creator, then you also have to believe that you have a purpose for being here. That's why we dedicate Eliza. Because Eliza has purpose. Purpose. Original intent. But I want to go back to the beginning and show you God's plan and principle. God created a place before he created a person. God created a place Before he made a person. And God created a purpose before he created a person. God already had everything ready so that Adam would have a place. He would have a purpose. He would have a destiny and a location. God put light in its place. He put the sun and the moon in their place for man to do his job. Ha ha. Amen. He put the waters and the firmaments in their place, the heavens and the earth, the grass, the seed, the fruit trees, the seasons. He put it in their place. He positioned the fish in the right place, the whale and the turtle and the and the dolphin and the animals and the cows and the pigs and the muskrats and the flying squirrels and the coons and he and the darter snail and the wolverine and the spotted owl and the ringneck pheasant he created all that and then he said now man here you go I've got a place for you I've got a place for you the garden was planted fruitfulness pleasant trees fruit trees amen the tree of life was in its place the rivers were flowing for irrigation the gold and the bellum that was there and the onyx stones were ready for his use Amen. The seeds were created and planted and ready, making way for for man to have a purpose. God set all this in motion before man ever arrived. And so he had everything in place for Adam to have a place. And a purpose. Everything, all of creation was waiting for however long, between the first day and the last day of creation, on that sixth day where the Lord said, Let us make man in our image. What was he saying? I've in our image got a place for Adam, and I've got a purpose for Adam. And the moment he separated Adam and Eve separated themselves from their purpose, what happened? They got kicked out of their place. Place is important. God told Abraham, I want you to leave Ur the Chaldees and go to the place. I will show you. I didn't even know where it was, but God said, I want you to go to the place prepared for you. Woo! Somebody need to hear me today. In the book of Acts, we find that the Lord said to the early church, go to the upper room and wait until you be endued with power on high. Moses, the Lord said, go to Mount Sinai. Matter of fact, he said, this is why you're to leave Egypt, is that you're to leave Egypt and go a three days journey to Mount Sinai and worship me there. God had a place connected with his purpose The Ark of the Covenant, the Lord said, I'll meet with you between the cherubims and above the mercy seat. I'll meet with you there. God had a place. God works out His plan and His purpose in our life through places. Purpose means little if you don't know your place. Say that again. Purpose means little if you don't know your place. When we look at the life of Elijah, Elijah had a purpose that God wanted to use him as a prophet in Israel. Rising from obscurity, cloaked in anonymity, we find that the Bible said that Elijah was the Tishbite. Tishbite. You know, if we would say Tishbite today, we would think of some place. Man, I hate to say a name because I don't want to give any name. Let me just say it like this. Tishbite was from nothing. It was a little place, a little bump of the road we would call it in Texas Podunkville. It's just a little place so whatever you put in your mind wherever that's at, that's, that's a picture. He comes from, he's a nobody from nowhere and God says I've got a purpose for you I've got a plan for you. Now the first place you're going to go, the first place you're going to arrive at is at the throne room. Your very first scene is at the throne room of the King Ahab and you're going to declare Unto him, he said, That as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my words. What is he saying? It's about to be a famine around here until I say so for it to stop. Can you imagine? Elijah, smelly, just nobody, no name, walks into the palace. But God anointed him to go to that place and do that. This is your first assignment. This is your first encounter. This is your first glorious purpose in this place. So he goes and he pronounced famine is coming. Then in verse 2 of 2 Kings 17 it says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, Get thee hence And turn the eastward and hide thyself by the brook. Wait a minute, Lord. I just left the Tishbite place. That's Podunkville. I've come into the palace, and now everybody knows my name. I'm somebody. I prophesied. Call me Prophet Elijah. It's on my Facebook page, it's my Instagram handle. Yeah, yeah, that this just, just, co- Lord, and you want me to go where? You want me to do what? I, I, I want you to go to the Brook Cherith. Now, whatever picture that you had in your mind about where Podunkville is, then go a few miles past that to some creek out there where there's nothing but just a little creek. Isn't that, isn't that the right way you say it in Indiana? It's just a crick. It's not even a creek. It's a crick. You're gonna go down there to a brook, and, and, and can you imagine Elijah saying to the Lord, "You, you want me to go where? You want me to leave this, and now I'm going from the palace to a crick. I'm gonna go there, and I'm gonna. Nobody's gonna know me. Nobody's gonna see me. There is no." cameras there. There is no live stream there. There is nobody watching me preach there. There's nobody that's going to pat me on the back there. It's a brook. By all means, send me to Jordan. I'll hide out in the caves and I'll hide out in the bushes and go get me. At least you can send me to Jordan. It's only a few miles down the road. But the Lord said, I want you to go to the brook Not just any brook. He named the brook, didn't he? He said, I want you to go to the brook Cherith, and I I want you to drink from the brook. Can I have some avion, God? Is it possible? Is it possible, Lord, for me to have a little bit of smart water? I don't know that I want to go to a brook and drink from the brook. I'm gonna to have to get down. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to humble myself. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to cup and and slurp and 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 I won't have this 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 nice goblets where I can raise my pinky and have good etiquette, and nobody's going to see me. It's it's going to be awful, Lord. And the Lord said, listen, you go to the brook that is before Jordan, and it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, for I have commanded. Somebody say commanded. I have commanded uh, for the ravens to feed you there. I have come, uh, uh, leave. I want you to leave and go to this rook because I've set up an, uh, an Uber Eats uh, treat for you. You're going to have in the morning, uh, you're going to have bread and flesh via ravens. Oh, Lord, C- could it at least be a beautiful bird? You're giving me this ugly bird, they're nasty. Lord, can't you just give me something that, that would help me out here? I just prophesied for you. We just are seeing signs and wonders and miracles. I've been before the, the king in the palace, and you want me to go here? Yeah, because I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. I have commanded them that they would feed you there. The brook Cherith has an interesting name. It means a cutting and a separation. It means to be chewed up and cut off. Elijah said, I'm going to go get chewed up and cut off. Amen. And there I've got to deal with brook and raven restaurant. But what he didn't realize is that he wasn't going to Brook and Raven Restaurant. He was going to Brook and Raven University. That God was going to teach him some things. That it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how small it is. It doesn't matter how little it is. It doesn't matter that nobody's there to pat you on the back. To give you a high five. To celebrate who you are. Amen. Nobody's posted about this mess. Can you... Can you imagine? Can you imagine Elijah getting his phone out and say, "Check out these duds. Check out where I'm eating. Watch, watch this here. Ain't nobody posting about eating off of a, off of a bird coming and feeding you flesh." And bread, and you're drinking from that nasty creek, and you're going through that process. Amen. I want to tell you that God wants you to understand today. Somebody, hear me. Is that purpose has a place? And sometimes it's not in the palace. Sometimes it's in a creek. Sometimes it's in a brook. Sometimes it's in a place where nobody is watching you. Nobody is applauding you. Nobody's calling how great your name is. And the Lord said, I've commanded, if you're not there, you're not fed. We say it again. If you're not there, you're not being fed. How many times did the Lord tell us, I've got a purpose for you, but you need to be here. You need to be here. might be an attitude that's here. might be a place or an attitude. It might be that you just be a church. It might be that God said, i got a message right here that's got to, going to have an answer for your soul, but, 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 but if you're not here, you can't get fed. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. God was telling Elijah, I'm in control. I'll take care of you. You just need to be at the place. I'll be your supplier. I'll be your provider because I have original intent for you. Amen. I'll tell you where to be, and if you'll be obedient to me, I'll feed you there. Amen. Elijah was learning at Cherith how to trust God, how to deal with less, how to deal with insignificance, how to deal with nobody looking at him like he's something great, something wonderful. I'm reminding the Bible of a story of a man that was told, I have a purpose for you. God said, I got a purpose for you, Jonah. I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to preach there. Repentance. I want you to preach repentance in a place called Nineveh. What did Jonah do? Jonah decided he was going to go to a place called Joppa. Right? I'll pick my place, Lord. I, I want you to go ahead and do you know, go ahead and send somebody else. I choose my place. And so he gets on a, a ship going to Joppa and what happened? Come on Bible school students. The, the, the waves begin to rock the boat. and everybody is upset. They're throwing things overboard. The boat's about to go down. and finally old Jonah fesses up. And he says, I'm the man. I'm the man. God said, go to a place, and I didn't go. God said, go to a place, and I didn't go. He said, if you'll throw me overboard, uh, everything will be fine. And they did. We shouldn't say it if you're not willing to go overboard, Jonah. They threw him overboard, and what happened is a big fish came and swallowed him there. And it's in that fish that he had a moment Of clarity, and he said, Oh God, will you help me? He's in that fish for three days and three nights until that fish. Regurgitates him out on the land and he comes out and he looks like 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 he like he's been salmonized by by by, by his skin would be pink and shriveled and all of his hair is eaten up off of his head because of the gastric juices in that fish. He's bald, he has no eyelashes, he has no eyebrows, and he comes out, and the first things he does is that he he makes his way to a place A purpose. I want to tell somebody today, quit running from your place. Quit running from your place because it's in your place that God's got your answer. Run to your place. Many in Scripture are examples of what it means to find your place. But let me continue with Elijah. In 1 Kings 17, the story continues. The word of the Lord came unto him saying, somebody say the word of the Lord. The of the Lord. Not grandpa, not grandma, not mama, not organization, not feeling. The word Of the Lord. The word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Sidon, and dwell there. (laughs) Behold, I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee there. (laughs) Wait a second, Lord. Brook and Raven University. That's bad enough, but I don't need need a a, a woman to sustain me. I don't need a widow woman to sustain me. I need to go sustain her. I need to make sure that, that everything she's been taken care of. I want to tell you, but the Lord said, go. Some of us don't understand that when God sends us to a place, it may not be exactly like we think about it, but if we'll go, he'll sustain you there. He'll sustain you. Somebody say, he's my sustainer. And so he heads out because the brook has dried up. The raven stopped bringing him something to eat. And he's got to go. Something miraculous happened at Zarephath. You know the story. He finds this widow woman as as she's gathering sticks. And she's going to go make a cake for her and her son and die. Because the famine was so bad. But we also know that something awesome happened in the miracle of the oil and the flour. Is that when she fed Elijah first. Is that her oil didn't run out. And her flour didn't run out. We want God to give us an abundance. So we can have for tomorrow. Our future plan. Oh, I'm good. I'm set. But sometimes the miracle doesn't come in the abundance. It comes in the maintenance. It comes in that God's taking care of you today. He'll take care of you tomorrow. And He'll take care of you next Thursday. And He'll take care of you next month. Amen. And if I'm not there, Brother Jerry, I'm going to keep living for God. And I'm going to keep marching. Amen. If He says go here to this place, and he told me he's going to sustain me by something that I don't understand, then I want to be there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Purpose has a place. Strabo, the Greek historian of the first century, says of this location, Zarephath, he says the Sidonians were skillful in philosophy. Art and astronomy. So he goes to a place where the town is pagan. They're not Hebrews, they're pagan. God sends him to actually the hometown of Jezebel. That had to chap the prophet's hide. You want me to go there? You want me to do that? God, I'm too holy to go there. I'm too righteous to go there. I know too much to go there. No, that's your problem, Elijah. You don't know enough. Because God took him from the and Raven University to to the school at Zarephath where he could sit and learn. Oh, that's how they do that. Oh, that's what's going on. Because later on, he's going to need that information. Later on in his place, he's going to need that for his purpose. God sends this rugged prophet from nowhere to the home of a widow in Zidane to get some basic training on how to deal with the mindset of Jezebel. Hallelujah. And armed freshly from the brook. Uh, and Raven University and from the university of a a widow woman and seeing the miraculous power of God he next goes before the king and says let us choose our God Amen I'm armed with a message I'm armed with a purpose I'm armed with an anointing I'm armed with some please 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 hear me today some of us are wondering why God's not taking us to our next. Is because God's not finished with us at the brook. Why isn't God taking us to our next? Because God's not finished with us at Zarephath. Why isn't God taking us to the miraculous? Why isn't God taking us to the place where we start calling fire down from heaven? Because God said, it's not yet your place. But when Elijah gets ready, Elijah calls for a showdown between God and Baal. God instructs Elijah to have a showdown in a place called Mount Carmel. Elijah is ready to wage war for God. He wasn't ready before this. He needed a place called Brook, Jareth, and a place called. Zarephath. Elijah is now hardened from lapping water from a brook. He's hardened by eating meat out of a raven's beak. He's hardened. He's strengthened. His faith has been tested. His education comes at the feet of a widow woman who no doubt instructs him. About all the philosophies of the worship of Baal. I want to tell you. You have to be careful when you go trying to study. About the gods of this world. You better be ready. You better be ready. And he had to go by the brook before he could get the education at Zarephath. He's endured the test of separation at the brook. And the test of faith at Zarephath. Now he's ready. Ready. He's ready for the next place. What is the next place? Mount Carmel. First Kings 18 and 19. Now therefore, he says, send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal 450 and the prophets of the groves 400 which eat at Jezebel's table. Jumping to verse 21. And Elijah came and. Unto all the people and said, "How long halt ye between two opinions? One man against an entire nation. How can he do that? Because he's been to the brook, and he's been to the widow's house. Because he's been to the brook. Don't lament your brook. Don't lament your widow woman Sarah path experience." Well, I don't have what I want right now. It just might be you're not ready to step into that. But if you can if you can learn at the brook and if you can learn at the seraph path, there is a Mount Carmel in your future. There is a Mount Carmel experience in your future. He said, "How long halt you between two opinions?" The prophet Before, the brook couldn't have said this with confidence. But the prophet after brook and Zarephath could. If the Lord be God, he said, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And all the people, they answered him not a word. Verse 24. He said, and you call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God that answers by fire. Let him be God. Our society has said we don't want God in our schools. Kick him out. Our society says we don't want God and the Ten Commandments around our government. Kick it out. Our society says that we don't want God in our universities. We don't want God in our government. We don't want God in any location. And then all of a sudden a crisis hits and a 9-11 hits and we say where's God? We've kicked him out. Amen. Today, it is the people of God that's gone through the hardness of test and trial and the university of hard knocks. That can I just be personal with you today? God has has led Sister Gill and I to pastor four churches. This is our fourth, because he knew I was not ready. I wasn't ready. To pastor MPC. I believe MPC is my destiny. I believe God called me to come here. I know that without a shadow of a doubt. But I couldn't get here. Amen, Brother Mike, until I've been to my brook. Until I've been to the widow woman. Until I've had some training. Was I out of God's will? No! Amen, neither was Elijah. He didn't go straight from the palace to the top of the mountain. But he had to go through some things. He had to deal with some things. He had to... He had to learn some things about himself. God has a purpose for you. Don't get frustrated in the brook if he sends you there. Don't get frustrated at Zarephath if he sends you there. You want to be blessed? You better be in the place that God has put you. You want to be used by God? Be connected to the place where he's put you. Joseph is a beautiful picture. He went from a pit to a prison, but he was still in the will of God. Oh, I'm not in the will of God. I don't have any money. I don't have anything. That's, that's, nothing good's happening to me. Go ask Joseph. Because he stayed faithful in the pit. He stayed faithful in the prison so he could stay faithful in the palace. Purpose has a place. God will sustain us in that place. God will bless us and keep us and minister us in that place. I want to tell you today, your miracle may not look like you think it will be. But if you'll follow God, you could turn a brook into a banquet place. God will provide for me. He will sustain me. Amen. You might I don't, know, I don't know exactly who this is for today, but I want to talk to somebody that's frustrated right now. Frustrated about where they are in their life. You're in a good place. It just might be that God has set you aside for a moment to train you in the Brook and Raven University. Be faithful in the place of purpose where you are now. Be faithful. What I I do, I'm going to worship in this place. I said I'm going to worship in this place. I'm going to fellowship in this place. I'm going to have community in this place. I'm going to have preaching in this place. I'm going to have reaching for souls in this place. I'm going to have giving in this place. I'm going to have thanksgiving in this place. Hallelujah, I'm going to praise God in this place. Because it may be that my place tomorrow is dependent on if I am there or not. We're living in an age where wanderlust is now an insatiable appetite. Didn't know what that word was, so I had to look it up. Amen. Wonder, lust means that we're constantly pulling up roots, going to our next. Constantly convicts that, that our next job, our next purchase, our next thing will fix our woes. So we can't cope, so we got to pull up roots. We can't deal, so we... Elijah didn't have any other option. But Brooke and Raven. He didn't have any other option but Brooke and Raven. There's a force that draws us to the elis- el- elusive place of greener pasture. Everything's better. Cross the fence. My na- Those Instagram posts that you're looking at with that perfect kitchen, they showing you that much, cause over here is a, is a stack of dishes in the sink about four feet high, but they got the perfect coffee and the coffee mug, and they got the perfect picture right there for you, and you think this is my life? Right. No, 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 that's your life. Don't try to judge your life by somebody's post. Right. Yes, Everybody will put their very first picture out there that looks good. Nobody takes a bad selfie and says, "Woo, I think that will look good. I'm going to post that. Look how horrible my, my face looks. I, I'm grimacing and, 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 and my face is contorted, but oh, look at me. Nobody does that. But a child of God could say that in my weakest moment that's when God is going to show up yes, because he said go to that place and plant yourself there. Put yourself into that place. Purpose has a place. The psalmist put it this way. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, walking, standing, sitting. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be. Like a tree, walking, sitting, standing, no, planted, planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not weather, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Somebody needs to get planted in their place of purpose today. Get planted in that. God's brought me here. I'm planted. I'm planted. When the storms begin to blow, I'm planted in my place of purpose. Stand with me, please. Pastor Dylan preached about seeking the dead among the living last night. What a great job. One day we're all going to die. Or either be raptured out. And the only ones going to be raptured are those that are born again. Right? Why is this world so intent on? trying to destroy the word of God it's because they have no reason for living after this is all after you die that's it for them because then that gives them freedom to do whatever they want but for a child of God that knows the word of the Lord and believes the word of God is that I'm not just here to live and die I'm here to live with purpose God's got me here Mama, it may be just that baby, or it may be that job, or it may be your talent. Sir, it it may be your ability, or it may be that you're grooming somebody, somebody that you're working with. Amen. We're not all going to rise to Mount Carmel, but we can all stand with Elijah and said, As for me, I choose the one that just answered with fire. I choose the one that answer with fire. Today, what is your purpose? Why are you here? If you don't know why you're here, you're missing out on the greatest understanding of life. Why am I here? What is my purpose? For if I can find my purpose, I'm going to get planted in it and I'm going to stay fruitful until the Lord comes again. My purpose. Lord, today, we pray, dear God, that you would help us up this Amen. Yours is the kingdom. Thank you for listening to the MPC Podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast. And we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.